everyone. Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. Are you having trouble finding success in the dating world? Today we have Brian Howie, host of The Great Love Debate. It's a live show that tours the country and answers the question, why are so many of us still single and what are we going to do about it? And Maybe we want to be single and what's the best way to be single? Uh, we'll be talking first impressions, first dates, and how to keep up with the dating right now in the digital age. Thanks for listening. Okay, guys, you got two days until Valentine's Day, and I know we all have this desire to surprise our loved ones for Valentine's Day with a gift they've always wanted but never could ask for. Well, let me tell you, this is one thing your partner has wanted since she blossomed into womanhood. Or saw that one episode of Sex and the City, whichever came first. So from the creators of the original Rabbit Habit vibrator, the Dahlia by Vibratex provides a fun, flirty twist on the classic. It's pink. It's pretty. It packs a multi-orgasmic, duly stimulating punch. I'm talking to two men here. I wonder if they understand what I'm even talking about. Um, dual stimulation. Mm -hmm. The extra butterfly it. appendage, like on the like the rabbit, the butterfly appendage, they flutter like, against the clitoris. It's, it feels so good. Uh, silent yes, yet powerful vibrations while the smooth rotating head swirls around the G-spot. It's like a party in your pants. Has custom motion control. You independently control the clitoral ticker or the vibration. If you don't have a vagina, you should buy this for the vaginas that you know. And if you do have one, you know what I'm talking about, how awesome this will feel. So try out the Sexy Dahlia by Vibratex, an American company that's making pleasure pieces for 30 years. To learn more about the Dahlia, go to Vibratex.com. Thanks for listening. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. with Emily. We're talking about sex relationships and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com or go to my Snapchat because we're launching it right now. Yes. Which is Sex with Emily. And I'm Sex with Emily at Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all those places on the planet. Um, I'm Menace. Hi. You, you are Menace? I'm saying hi, Menace. No, hi. How you doing? I'm uh, good. How's Facebook been going? Because I know they're always trying to shut you down because of the <laughs> sex You know thing. what's so funny? We, mm -hmm. we have like, we're like 700,000 likes on nice. Facebook right now, which is like a lot, right? Mm -hmm. That's, you know, it's yeah. good. And they have not tried to um, re Show you report. Down recently. Not recently, not in the last year, mm -hmm. but that was like really aggressive. I was like calling, like, basically calling Mark Zuckerberg. Like, I was calling every favor that I knew uh -huh. in, you know, we're the San Francisco area. No, I'm like, I, I have to get this page back up. Yeah. Okay, Menace, I'm glad you're here because I miss you. And I'm uh -huh. going to tell you all about my life and what's going on. But I want to talk to our guest. And have him just come into our conversation, like one of the family. Because I All feel right. like you kind of are. He sits We're in this chair often. I sit in that chair. Brian Howie is the host of the Great Love Debate podcast, which yes. is amazing. And I was I was a guest. You and he were. Sat, I sat there and he sat here, which was interesting because, you know, not being in charge. And I like I loved it. And you said, you love it. You're just going to hang out and. Have a good time here. Co-pilot. And tell us all about The Great Love Debate. You're a director, producer, author of How to Find Love in 60 Seconds. That is correct. Which is interesting. I'd love to, I'd love to learn that. That would make life so much easier. It would make everybody's life easier. Seriously. Well, her mom, her it, brother. It, it, it's not about a quickie. It's, it's more about uh, 
recognizing, acting on, and most importantly, not killing those handful of opportunities every single day that you have a chance to find a spark or a connection. Right, okay. There's five or six 60-second windows in the course of every single day where if you do the right thing and most importantly don't do the wrong thing, you can find love. That's amazing. Okay, yeah. but we're, we're, I want to hear about that. We'll get to that again. I love that. And also the great love debate, which, okay, I'm a little confused. Okay. Explain this to me. So you, you take an audience. Yep. Made of, you know, you take this and around the country. We've you've done, done it to 78, 78 cities. We've done 121 shows in 78 different cities over the last nice. 18 months. We do them normally in theaters and we take uh, generally uh, 100 single men, 100 single women, sit them on opposite sides, mix in some experts and, and celebrities and all that. And we try and collectively figure out town hall style. Why are all of these seemingly reasonable people are either single, still single, or single again, or single longer than ever before? And it gets really fun and feisty. And, and have you come uh, to any conclusions? Yeah, the women want the men to try harder, and the men want the women to make it easier. That's yes. essentially the crux of the disconnect. <laughs> right? Yeah. Should we just end it now? No, that's yeah. that is, is that just the answer to the universe. Is, that is it. And uh, the men. Okay, so let's let's just say the, the women end. to be more aggressive. What have I been saying forever? No, right? you're not well, saying that. You're not, easier well both i mean you know <laughs> say it again say it again the women want the men to try harder and the men want the women to make it easier and the fundamental difference in the approach is that the women are looking for red flags and the men are looking for green lights so there's a little bit of a mm -hmm. loss of hope and optimism on the female side you know a lot of people say what is what has changed over the last 20 years when it comes to dating relationships whatever and, the, and sort of the, the knee-jerk reaction is technology social media apps all that kind of stuff I think that's the reaction to the actual change. The actual change over the last 20 years is that the women have ramped up their independent, I don't need a man, yes. masculine energy. And if anything, the men have become bigger pussies. It's so yeah, true. No. And the, I just want a man, and, and so a real the, man, the, not a pussy, the not a gap, boy. The, uh, the band-aid to close that gap that is new is the social media and the technology. It's mm -hmm. sort of the reaction to the action. It's sort of happened. like, yeah. and the reaction to the, to, the, to the demand. Correct. Because people aren't married and they are single more. So like, wow, there's a lot of single people. Let's create all these apps to cater to them. That you know, because so we've sense. lost the ability to just say hello face to face. Yes. Exactly, which is the love in 60 seconds thing. Correct. I'm certain. So, and it's at Great Love Debate. And this will all be on our uh, yep. page, but Twitter, Instagram, it's all at Great Love Debate. Good job getting them all uniform because that's never easy. Yes. Right? Um, so... <laughs> So the great love debate, okay, so everyone gets in a room yes. and you go around the country and people just come, are they angry? Are they like, I there, can't believe it. depends it. on this certain, guy, certain... I gave him a blowjob on Tinder and he didn't call me back. Yeah, yeah certain, certain cities are, are a little feistier yeah. than others. Los Angeles, New York, Boston, Philly, they're, they're rough. The middle of the country is a little more hopeful, but all, you know, 70, 80% of it in every city comes down to confidence and communication. We've sort of lost our confidence, both men and women, and we've lost our ability to communicate, especially face-to-face. So a lot of people come to these shows ready to point fingers and blame, and, and it gets a little Jerry Springer show See, sometimes. See, I know. But, I agree with that, though. Yeah. I agree that we have lost the ability to communicate. We, yeah. we need some sort of validation before we say hi. We need to be swiped on. We need to be liked. We need mm -hmm. to be friended. We need to be all that. We cannot just connect in real life. And and the very act of bringing a couple of hundred single men and women together in a room, like we have more matches than match at our shows. We really do. Oh, I'm sure. See, that's that would make sense. Yeah. The people are but all there. Is, they're this single. This is something new that I mean, this is not something new that we've been talking about on the show for a long time. But the the part that 
I want to know because I'm a guy, so I'm not understanding the whole part where women want to make it easier. How so? How do they want to make it yeah, easier? Yeah, good question, Menace. The, the men want the women to make it easier? Yeah, yeah. The, the well, men want the women, the to, men want the, the women, women to make, to make it, it easier. The, the yeah. women have become unapproachable the, the, uh, for the most part. Your body language has changed. Your mm-hmm. face is, you know, yeah. we, we always say get your head out of your apps. What do you mean your that? We're, we're like, your, because we're tense? The resting anxious? bitch face did not exist 10 years yes, ago. Yes, it did. No, but it I, did not. Uh, <laughs> no, it didn't. It did not to this degree. It's a little bit the body language just in day-to-day life, just at Starbucks, just at wherever you're going to be, is the same as putting your headphones on on the airplane that says, don't talk to me. And everybody's got their cab lights off. And that has sort of killed the ability. And even if you see somebody you like, you're going to run home, you're going to get online, you're going to see if you can find them. You're going to miss a lot of opportunities. I agree. I always say that. I'm like, people are like, why are you saying? I'm like, they say to me, why am I single? Or I'm like, turn off your phone. Like, when you go in public, they don't look at your phone. On, online dating is responsible for 30% of marriages. Do you know what that took the place of? Do you know what that 30% used to be? Uh, meeting in public. Party, yeah. Church. Oh, yeah. And it true. wasn't about praying. It was simply the act of congregating. It was simply the act mm-hmm. of men and Community, women getting right? in the same room. And that's why Great Love Debate is so successful, just getting these people so in. So like hundreds of people in Hundreds of people. Cities. And they're all single and they're all in the same boat. And I want to go to the next one and... and, and do that Get and on have the fun stage. and talk to people. You should do it. I know yeah. I wanted to do it, but my best friends are coming. I know. Well, we weekend. do it about monthly here. That's in so LA. fun. Yeah. I, I totally want it because I've heard about it, and it sounds like um, it's also helping people. And you have your podcast. Yes. And that's awesome. So I just want to introduce you, so you could just be part of our little okay. family here. This nice. is Menace. Hi. I haven't seen Menace in a while. I know. It feels it's been like a it. I know. So what is going on? Don't with your life, I'm your just, dating life. My dating life is is in interesting. <laughs> I've been dating this guy. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's been a really interesting, so I, uh, I feel like that everyone we date, I think that we do a lot of our, our greatest work when we're dating someone or in a mm-hmm. relationship with someone. For me, it's often dating. Mm-hmm. But this has been like a relationship. Uh-huh. I think the last, you know, especially since I've been doing the show for 10 years, but, you know, you learn a lot. But now really putting things into action, and that is being in a relationship. I think that I've sort of coasted a lot of times because I wasn't really interested, or at least if that's mm-hmm. what I told myself, but it was true for me. Like I was working hard, talk about the alpha woman and mm-hmm. not needing a man. I really was like, my relationships kind of annoyed me. I was like, mm-hmm. you met a lot of the guys I've dated. Yeah. You hated all of them. But yeah, um, like used car salesman. No, just one, and he was not a used car salesman. He was he was actually uh, the like most successful one. He thought he was like a used car salesman. Former used car salesman. He was not. He was wearing a suit. <laughs> Menace was like confused. Like suit? Like a nice no, suit? No, like, he had a pinky ring. He did not. That was the guy's car I crashed. That was the guy the Cadillac. Car. He probably did have a pinky ring. Okay. That was the Escalade that I crashed that you were in. I'm sorry. Okay. It was it was in a parking lot. Oh. Totally safe. Nobody's fault. Um, no. It was <laughs> Exactly. So um, the interesting thing is, so being in a relationship, I decided that everyone is sort of a, um, everyone that we date you use is a practice. You don't know what's going to happen if you're going to end up with, if it's long-term, short-term. We really don't know. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're in a relationship, you should, you know, what I'm trying to do is... Just practice and like being super honest, super real, super authentic about like what maybe people do all the time. But for me, it's been to levels that, you know, I never really felt comfortable doing before. So I feel like I was in it because I've been practicing a lot. We talked to this a little bit when you did. did my show is both of us, I think, have for a long time. We did. Put enough chips in the table to stay in the game, but never kind of went all in. Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. sort of what a lot of people do. Like, I'll see how this goes, and mm-hmm. you put enough ch- raise, ante, raise, hold, call, yeah. and then you never go all in. You never go in. Because you don't, either you don't have to, or you're not ready to, or you haven't done the work, either in the relationship or on yourself. That's not true. Exactly. So yeah. I had not... I feel like I've you know I'd done a lot of work on myself, but mm-hmm. I was really ready to to so I was ready to put it in and not be avoidant 
in the mm-hmm. way I was avoidant before. So this is, you know, where I tried some things. Tried to be like both feet in, which I never really did. Even though I said, even though right. they probably thought I was, or I uh-huh. thought I was to the best of my ability. All right. Well, I know I'm not giving it, but you know, so we're having. It's you know, I feel like I'm growing and learning and changing and learn, maturing. You learn new things. Yeah, it's awesome. So All then right. I'm gonna go to sex party next week. So okay. Um, Is that like uh, not uh, in a reaction? No, I was uh, invited. You know how I hate that. What? Women. Oh, dude, do I don't go out and fuck a bunch of. I'm not like yeah. that either. Where women break up and then that like, did, right. yeah. Right, you instantly, get drunk like, bar. all their best friends are back, you know, that they ignored in their relationship. And then they, like, I've always been about my friends. That's a yeah. soft Dude. landing. Yeah. You know, the friends are soft landing. I know. Are you dating anyone now, Brian? Yes. And, Siri, are you moving forward in it? Yes. And good. I am. Good. Progress. I move forward in myself and it. And, yeah. Don't you think, don't you think that it's hard to, because I guess the bottom line of what it's saying mm-hmm. is that it's also hard to be in a relationship with someone who isn't, hasn't done a lot of work. So now I'm, I think I was practicing. With someone, you know what I'm saying? Like if they right. haven't done work and, either. And, and usually, you know, if you do the work yourself, you will be surprised at how much you notice that that whatever your reasons were, your relationships didn't work to that point. It was so probably clear. you. It all me. And that's the <laughs> other thing that you realize is you did. I used to, when I was younger, I'd say, oh, I broke up with him because, you know, you'd have 16 reasons why you broke up with someone and why it didn't work. Oh, he was this or he didn't have a job or he had roommates or whatever. Yeah, he had religion. But it's never really about them you realize well, like it's about what where we are at that time in our life and, and, and a lot want. of us are looking for that trap door to get out at the cer- exactly. first sign of trouble right and, what's the know, red flags let me look for it the longer you go as a single person and you and i, I think neither one of us have been married Mm-mm. you sort of are get really good at either getting out of it or fading out or whatever right. and never really having to go there because you get comfortable in that life. Like, yeah. oh, I know how to do it. I love being, yeah. And I actually <laughs> do like my life. And so what's interesting about you said now is that there are so many, this wasn't an issue. And there was an issue with so many women being single, not even wanting mm-hmm. to get married, wanting to have kids, people freezing their eggs. I mean, it's a whole different time right now. It is. Yeah. So, But you've always been a good ex-girlfriend. Great. Like, he'll be my best friend in five minutes. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, all my ex-boyfriends are like my family. I was just talking about you on the radio the other day. What are you saying? About how you go on vacations with ex-boyfriends. I do. With John. their current girlfriend. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, exactly. His current girlfriend and my current boyfriend. I think exes make they I make do, too. They know, they know they you. They know me. Um, they yeah. love me. Yeah, we'll be friends. Um, totally. People, exes come to my shows. Yeah. And sometimes they're they're like, oh, I'm glad to see you've evolved. And sometimes they'll stand up and say, he's lying. He's a jerk. Do they? I love it. You I know, I mean, there's both perspectives. Yeah. Every city we go to, there's There's got to be an ex. Somebody. Somebody yeah, bang yeah, there, yeah. right? You know. No, it's true. I think, it, yeah, it would be interesting to go back. Yeah, but the most of them I'm friends with. Yeah. I mean, there's a few that blocked me on social media, although one blocked mm-hmm. me recently. And then a year later, he came back and unblocked me and everything. Because he, well, what about, thirsty. and then he called me, right? He's yeah, thirsty. Yeah, yeah. And then he called me. <laughs> have and any then of he them babed them? me. Hey, yeah. babe. Have any of them I was dated? like, you're, prima- you're babing me after yeah. you blocked me? The first thing I hear is babe? Yeah. Have anybody dated no. Emily and then not gotten a crack at sex with Emily? Like, you're a different person than you were, at least publicly, 15 years ago, yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, like, I wonder. Where yeah. was this side? Well, remember that guy was on the show that I slept with that I had, whatever, you, did he use his real name? Justin? <laughs> now we will. I had uh, <laughs> gone out with him right when the show was starting, maybe. But it's interesting. You're right. Was I good? Did yeah. I know what the hell I was doing? No, I was. I certainly. Okay. Relationships is the thing that's been newer for me. But right. sexually has been like mm-hmm. exponentially gotten better in 10 years. Like I always have great sex. That's mm-hmm. not my issue anymore because it was my issue before that. That was not my fault. The bad sex. Right. That was all the guy's fault. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Um, but the, glad they're, the, glad the they're listening. The relationship part I take full uh, responsibility for. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Okay. So um, we're going to do a little sex in the news. All right. What's going on in the news? Because it's fun. Because it's about dating. Um, the best time to use Tinder at OkCupid is 9 p.m. Did you know really? this already? Do you uh, use that? I or- thought it, it was, and then it just falls off the chart at like 1 o'clock in the morning. It like shuts One down. One is just drug people. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah, I'm sure. You're just like, is. I don't want anyone messaging me at 1 a.m. I mean, I might message people, but I know that mm-hmm. I usually regret it. Uh, so they look at um, the best time to find potential dates is at 9 p.m., mm-hmm. according to Nielsen Research, so it must be right. It is right. That's where I post a lot of stuff for social media. I schedule it out for 9 p.m. From PM. Nielsen? Yeah. Oh, from well, 9 p.m. at night? Oh, yeah, I did not know this. Yeah, because that's, it gets the most reaction. What, what, I'm trying to think of what I'm doing at 9 p.m. I don't know. What are most people doing just then sitting on their couches? Yeah. Well, I mean, you people are multitasking now. Even yeah, if you're sitting there watching TV. TV, you're still on your yeah. phone, on your computer, whatever mm-hmm. you're scrolling. Work is it's a little bit tough. People check it a couple times a day, but they're not deeply focused yeah. on it. I always think if I'm doing any kind of social media, at least even promotional stuff, I, mm-hmm. 6 p.m. is sort of the, the time mm-hmm. I do it. Okay. We're just kind of random. We do it all different times. Did you hear the other thing yeah. with Tinder is now because, you know, guys are terrible at uh, writing and texting that they're allowing you mean uh, physically or just what they grammatically uh, or both Mm -hmm. yeah they're using uh animated gifts now that you can respond to whatever she's writing you or vice versa just for guys yeah that just got released a couple days ago but that's That's happening so it can be super so they're like 12 year old like we 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 went from having conversations to now we can't even use words we just have to use stuff we have to use emojis i don't even like sex it's the biggest part of the problem is yeah. just we cannot even talk to each other anymore. Yeah. I mean, we have these. You, but, hello is like, is sort of tinged whoa. with all sorts of what are you saying hello right. to me for? And if you don't use an explanation point with hello, you just say hello. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's all these studies well, about Apparently, texting. you're an asshole now if yep. you use a period. It's true. It's yeah, crazy. it seems harsh. <laughs> I've been meaning to tell you that, we but do, we already knew that you. We were do an this asshole. thing uh, in our live shows at the Great Love kidding, Debate. We I'm do this kidding. thing called Tinder Theater, where we literally mm-hmm. take somebody's phone and we read it out loud, their profile, and depending on the punctuation, it changes everything. Whether mm-hmm. it's a comma, or a semicolon, or a period, or exclamation point, it can totally change the meaning, and people don't really think about it. They sort of bang. I it know all out. it's true, and you, it actually is an art now that you have to think about if it, you want it, to date it like is. if you need some you know, i think people need help I, you know Marketing. how many reactions or how many you know bites you get on on dating apps or, or online dating is really an indication of how good a communicating your communicator you are versus how good a catch you, exactly. catch you are exactly right and a lot of people don't really think about that they yeah. just want to you know you get help with your resume you should get help with your online dating uh-huh. profile. And it's true. And it goes, the, the only thing is it goes both ways because there, there's been guys who were excellent texters and such great communicators. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't wait to meet them. And then you meet them in person. I'm like, I'm so bored with you. Like a guy I dated for a while, the one that you thought was a used car salesman, but he's clearly not. Not that there's anything wrong with that. My grandfather was used car salesman. I bet a used car salesman we, would have an advantage in dating. Uh, yeah. Totally. Sales. He, he to fixed talk. my car. I had yeah, to get yeah. four you new tires. Spin it. I got totally that. screwed the other day buying four new tires. I knew I didn't need four new tires, but I just didn't feel like arguing. I don't know. I just, I think, I don't know, 90% of the dudes that you that I've met that you've dated are just douches. And I don't know why. They're not douches in the oh, traditional sense. No, but sense. you're like it's blind to the douchiness. I swear. Can any guy go? Like, up, can a guy go up to you at Trader Joe's and just say hello to you? Yeah. Oh, any guy? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. No, I don't date jerks. They're all nice guys. They're not assholes. Douches, I think, like no, a douchebag, well, like an asshole. Because like on the West Coast, I think like the ones that are that actually have balls to talk to people. Because you know, guys here on the West Coast are are pretty much pusses. 
Like, so that's what you're finding guys. in your studies too so that they're like, mostly pussies. Yeah. Well, yeah. I you know the I always pussies don't care. They'll maybe just go for it. maybe ten percent of men are naturally confident to the level you want them to be, and ninety percent of those guys are assholes. There's those another. The, see, that's what I think of douchebags. Right. But that's There's not another I, I don't date much assholes. larger pool of men that can be confident if the woman sort of sets an environment where that confidence can flourish. How can and she do that? A little bit is her body language. Is a little bit about everywhere you are out of your house can be an opportunity. So it's a little bit about talk being about prepared. This. It's okay. okay. Let's talk so about this. A lot of people are like, I'm not, because of the ability to do a lot of your dating and trolling for dates online, at home or whatever, people have forgotten that anytime you're out of your house can be an opportunity. So whether it's how you're, you know, you don't need to get all dressed up every time, but you have to be aware of people around you. And you cannot just always be standing in the bank line buried in your phone. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be aware that, that, uh, maybe you don't want to approach anybody, but people may want to approach you if only to say hello. And we've really changed that. You're right. Like I remember, I mean, I was in San Francisco for many years. I moved here three years ago, but I'm trying to think of all the friends that I've made. And you just, you would meet people like mm-hmm. sitting on the muni bus when well, I took the bus, sitting in line at the bank. Uh, it's true. I always ask people like, Getting why coffee, are you online? Was- and they're like, because you can meet more people that way. And I'm like, in every city in America, in every single day, you're within 10 yards of a 1,000 people of the opposite sex, real live people. Mm-hmm. So rather than you know swipe left and swipe right, just turn your head left and turn your head okay, right. So and those are people you can meet with. I like that. Turn your head, swipe your head left <laughs> yeah. and right. But what about um, body language? Because now you're making me super, super conscious here. I'm like sitting up. But like, what do you mean by the body language? Well, a little bit is, you know, I always... Uh, you know, if you want to do a little trick that can sort of change totally. things. When you were a kid and, and you went on a ride with your parents and you would sort of count blue cars to, to kill the time, if you went out of your house and you said, I'm going to try and find the next 10 people with blue eyes, you'd be surprised at how much not only you notice people around you, but how many more people would notice you back just because you were looking for faces now and, you were, and your whole posture and body language changed versus just I'm trying to get from point A to point B as quickly as possible without being bothered. But if you're awkwardly changed. trying to make eye contact with people to see the color of their eyes, that could creep them out too. No, it wouldn't. You'd be surprised if somebody's trying to, to, to notice you or look at you or whatever thing, you know. Okay. So I get it. So that, so make eye contact. So you're saying you'd start to notice more of the blue eyes. Notice and be playful and be fun and just be cognizant of how you appear all the time. We're very cognizant of how we appear in selfies. Well, just pretend you're always taking a selfie. (laughs) And that is not about, uh, you know, how you necessarily look in terms of, it's just sort of about be in your sort of selfie persona when you're out. Pay attention to how you are and, and just understand, like, don't go out with the approach like, I don't want to be bothered. I don't want, I'm not here for this. I'm not. But you're saying 10 years ago people wanted to be bothered? It's, I, I don't think they considered it a bother. I, I think know, they you're looked saying at people like, were more open. They, they looked at it as an opportunity that you didn't have a choice. Mm. If you wanted to be asked out, you had to be willing to be approached as a woman. And now you're basically like, even the, the concept of the date has changed. A lot of, in a lot of cities we go to, the women say, well, the guys just want to hang out. Okay. Right. They well, say that in San Francisco a what's, lot. What's never changed is a date used to be I called you up, I asked you out, I picked you up, and that was a date. You guys don't want any part of getting picked up anymore. So now it's meet out, and then you're hanging out, and it's all, it's both sexes have really made it nebulous just what dating is. That's true. That's yeah. true. I, I don't remember the last time I had a guy pick me up. Right, and people were like, "In this day, people like, in this day and age, it was more dangerous in 1975." Not even danger, just like I want the freedom, or I drive, or I get in. It is, but people think it's more dangerous now. It's not more dangerous now. No, no, they have DNA testing now. They'll find your body. Totally, they'll find exactly. (laughs) I just wish you could date your brother because that guy's cool. 
I know. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you want to date my brother. Yeah. You want to date her brother? Her brother's cool. Her oh, brother's love awesome. That guy. I know. He loves you too. He's yeah, my brother. Find a guy like him. Should I move back to Michigan? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, not dating my brother. But it's funny because I typically didn't date guys who reminded me of my brother. I was like, he's so like my brother. I don't uh-huh. like him. But it's funny that you Would say you that. date a listener? I've never dated a listener. Which or at least surprising. one who admits that they're a listener until yeah. after. No, I don't know. No, I have never met anyone who like hit me up online. They haven't like, hey, you sound really interesting. I'd like to go out with you. That doesn't happen. Oh, there's a lot of emails, right? I think so. A lot of dick pics. A lot of dick pics. Yeah. yeah, those are fun. I just found the inbox. I never checked the inbox on the Instagram. Like, I never checked that inbox. Uh-huh. The DMs. There's it? like, we, like, you have 5,000 more DMs. I'm like, oh my God. We just pic, in pic. Minneapolis yeah. solved, we, didn't, we solved the fish pick. Do you know the reason behind, you know, a lot of guys have the fish pick? No, I've heard about this. Okay. It's like they commonly have them with a fish. Yeah. Yes. That, in, in, their, in their profile pics. Yeah, that men so rarely feel the need to take a picture unless it's some sort of trophy or accomplishment or whatever, uh-huh. that it's one of the rare photos that a lot of guys actually have. So they're just like, here's a picture of me because it's a reason they have it. Women take pictures all the time. So it's not right. anything about like fishing so cool. It's one of the rare times that they felt they're the like, need to I document something. something. Yeah. yeah, Right. That's so <laughs> true. But then if you don't fish, I guess it could be you skiing. It's, or it's your yeah, fantasy yeah. football trophy or whatever. So that's why the guys, it's not really, they, they don't have a whole lot of pictures to that's show. That's so true. But nowadays it's a little, now it's a little bit Right. better yeah, yeah. I, I'm just trying to get I yeah but you're right everyone is I don't know all my pictures it. have a microphone in my hand right me they're too like red I'm carpet trying photos to or something. Or like Madison that's not a good look pictures. either yeah and there's a lot of dudes with self, a lot of, sorry a lot of guys out there with selfies these days but making selfies taking selfies oh yeah yeah equal opportunity for sure it's kind of better I, I'm on four hours of sleep the the usual yeah I can't put I know I'm sorry I'm so sorry no 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 I don't feel that bad you're feeling, you're seeing <laughs> no, no, fine. I love being How's here. your relationship? Can you just tell me one thing? Um, I've been getting weird feelings. Relationship is great. No, no, it's been it's been awesome. Um, what's what's it's been going like on? three years, and I know I know I don't know anything more than I knew three years ago. Uh, we just you know more traveling stuff like that. We don't. I we. We see everybody that's married and like, fuck, they're miserable. Or see, like, okay, so kids, is this the comment? Okay, really? You know, and then we're just like happy being, you know, Do you find this together. too, Brian? Do you think that everyone, do you think that because, okay, I was driving here and I saw mm-hmm, that sign mm-hmm. for the movie, The Single, what's it called? How to Be Single. How to Be Single. And it seems like everything's about sync, right? There is a um, crazy ex-girlfriend or it just seems uh-huh. like there's all these books about, it. more and more and more everyone's talking about single, single well, dating. Everyone wants your, to talk about Tinder. In your 30s. Why is it a thing now? And now your, everyone hates here's marriage. Here's the thing. In your 20s, everybody's sort of hopeful. But in your 30s, everybody's getting divorced. Yeah. So the So the example of marriage is not a good one. Mm-hmm. In your 40s, most of your dating pool is people who have been married. There's very few of us roaming around, you know, who <laughs> We're have like never the been only married. Ones. Right. Oh, and so, like so, so a little like bit unicorns. people either, are, you know, but I think if you, you know, we take a poll at our shows, everybody, if you have to sign on a dotted line, would you like to be in a committed monogamous relationship? They all would. They all would. Nobody wants to be single, I they believe. They don't. See, but, okay, see, The, the, well, the difference between the men and the women is this. Okay. If the women say, 
I would rather be alone than be in a bad relationship. And you should say that. You're right or whatever. Men never say that because men look, men think that, but they look at the possibility of being in a good relationship as sort of an equal possibility. The women look that as much more remote, which I talked about earlier. The women look for red flags. The men look for green lights. So women are the ones, you're on a date. You're, you have your friend on speed dial. You have 100 different excuses to get out of here. You're looking at all that kind of stuff. So going into even that first encounter, the women really have their guard up and they really are not going into it with a clean slate and an optimistic viewpoint. And that's a big challenge. That's so interesting. I just don't see it that way. I don't, I mean, maybe you're finding this in your things or maybe just the, I, the people I know. But you're, you're, you, you are a little more subconsciously doing it because you've always been single and you're sort of like, I'm comfortable being single and I'll float in and I'll always, and is an advantage. But now I'd like to be in a relationship in a way, but I'm not like, Upset if I feel like I, my life is is really good in both. You ways. also know. Here's an advantage you yeah. have, young lady, mm. is that you know you're always going to get asked out again, or you have other options, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the that's both the blessing and the curse of the pretty girl. You know, some women get two dates a year, so it's a much bigger deal, or it's a much bigger thing. You're like you will the first sign of ick. You're out. No, you know what it is? It's really what I realized, and I'm talking about like my issues I had. I realized that the way, yeah, I mean, yes, I'll be asked out again. I, you know, the day I'm not, shoot me. But um, I think that the interesting thing, too, is that how I truly, and, and I, it's always weird to say this because it's not very how many people think, is that I really have never thought that being married and having kids and that was going to like complete my life. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be a nice option if that, if that happened, of course, but it's always been about, I never thought like I'm going to go home and I'm going to be single. It's like my life has always been so full mm-hmm. with lots of friends and work and family mm-hmm. and people that it was never like, I am never under the illusion that that would have but that will be the thing that will make it all better. Cause I've had, you well, know, it's not making it better, but it, at its, when it's good, it's better than anything. Totally. And so I, would, every- I would love to find good, and, you know, amazing, amazing sex, really smart person who's caring and loving. But wh- I don't want to be at one's, whether or not. Well, I ask this gonna... question of the women a lot because uh, the bulk, you know, sort of ground zero for the women who come to our show is sort of 33 to 43. Okay. Okay. And a lot of those women are like, I want to get married and have kids. Like one sentence, get married and have kids. So I, I took a survey and I asked this question. You have two choices. You walk out of here, you bump into a guy. You fall madly in love for 50 years, no kids, or you walk out of here, you bump into a guy, you have two kids, kind of an okay marriage for 10 years, which one are you choosing? Oh, what'd they say? Two thirds of them choose the first one, choose the 50 year love Mm -hmm. affair. And a lot of times they think, I want the kids or whatever, I need some sort of love somehow, where if you can basically say guaranteed 50 years of love, then, then they don't necessarily need the kids. And a lot of times they're searching for something you know, outside because there's a void that they're looking to fill, which and the void is love more it's than love. anything else. Love, I agree. See, that's how I've always. Because yes. even when the I women say, "I want love. the, I want the," I'm so glad house that was the, the dog. answer. Well, I, well, I mean, the women say, "I want the house and the dog and the white picket fence and all that." He's not even on that list. No, he's nowhere. But then, yeah. but but that's why I'm surprised because I feel like a lot of women do more want kids and the white picket fence. So you're saying though, when they uh, had to choose, I think they want happiness and love, and if the kids come or they can get them later, like I, that's. I asked the same thing of actresses. You know, a lot of people want the, you know, you win an Oscar tomorrow and you can't have kids or you have kids and you can never work again. They all choose the trophy. Really? They do. Dude, it's so <laughs> weird. I don't know what it is. I'm, I don't I, know what it is. I, I mean, think, I would choose the work, I but think that's just me because I've never. Yeah. I think it is. Uh, it's getting worse these days. Everyone that I talk to that has kids 
are effing miserable. I know. And I okay, think so it's because <laughs> no, love, I think the ki- it. love my kids, hate my life. That's yeah, that's I think the whole it's thing. Because yeah. I think it's because hold on one second. <laughs> it's because so... of social media and like people are seeing other people's lives. Like you know, they're only oh, seeing what you want them to see. Yeah, you're like, oh, you're always on vacation. You're always doing this. And I like I. Hate Do you think kids. so? They're sitting home and they're like, like at yeah. one o'clock in the morning, what? not sending inappropriate messages, uh-huh. but they're on Facebook going, "Man, man, this is still in Disneyland, going yeah. to Vegas every weekend." Yeah, mm-hmm. because social media has allowed people to to dangle only yeah, the good yeah. stuff in front of their it's friends. So true, and, but then and hide I have a, exactly. Oh, but my life is amazing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, my my friend <laughs> called me the other day. My friend asked, "She's like, is your life as Instagram fabulous <laughs> as it looks?" I'm like, "Hell no! I've been crying about all day. You know, it's funny. I mean, no, I wasn't really crying. But I was like, no, I'm having a shitty day. But so people put part, this thing." Yeah, go. The second that- part is though, so that the kid thing, and then uh, a ton of married people just in the past couple months cheating after cheating. Oh, like, like famous, crazy. No, 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 not just famous. your friends. Well, just oh, people all in my life. At I know, any, I know. At any age Three of my friends are sleeping with married. The other thing is people transition uh-huh. too quickly from husband, wife to mom and dad. And that is a different role, and that is a good thing, but it, it, it really changes the dynamic of the boy and the girl. Within the home, Absolutely. and that, that is something that that people, it happens before you know it, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a challenge, and that's why you know. Absolutely, that's why you need the time. You if need you, the time. you need to, you know, you need the time. You got to have kids at twenty two again, like everyone know, else. They didn't have any problems. You, know, you still got to treat each other like boyfriend girlfriend, even if it's just you once do, a week. You do. You have to always exactly like even like you're saying like when you're prepared to go out, always go out presentable, and when you go home, yeah. like. Treat every time you're together as special, even if you those couple hours that that you're without your kids. You have to. It's date time. It is yeah, date time. That's what I Put your also, I want to say, if anybody's listening that has kids, I, mean, then I don't, take want, them, off. I don't yeah. want them to feel bad about their lives. Like, your life is what you make it, you know? You do have to have those times when you have free time to have, right. like, a good time with Totally. We're not saying anything about, right. And I'm not saying people hate their kids. No, more. No, people, people love their kids, kids but it is not kids. a cure-all. If you have a void where you have not done the work or when they're happy, I, the kids aren't necessarily going to fill whatever void that That's is. That's what yeah. we're saying. We're saying that to think that anything is, like everything, money, or the house, or the new car, like right. there's you nothing. Do the work. You have to mm-hmm. love yourself. Correct. And it all comes together yeah. in the end. So there's that. But um, I also, speaking of um, filling the void in your life, there's a, a hole that I have in my life yeah. that I like to fill with the intensity. <laughs> really? And what hole is that? Funny you should ask. Okay. Um, so, you know about the intensity. You've heard me talk about it. Uh-huh. You love Brian, it. Brian, you yeah. haven't heard me talk about it. Okay, oh, so. Wait for it. Wait for this. Wait Enjoy. for this. So, the um, unique, the unique, the intensity is a unique insertable device that strengthens your pelvic floor, PC muscles, Kegel exercises. Mm-hmm. They're so important for men and for women. But this one is for women because you insert it, right? So, it's a, um, a stimulation device. And it does your Kegel, Kegel exercises for you. Works your pelvic floor 10 minutes a day. You lay back. I chill. I meditate. I uh, do whatever. And it's a vibrator. So it vibrates and works your pelvic floor. It's called the intensity. And this muscle group gives you control over um, your pleasure during intercourse. It's responsible for preventing urinary incontinence, like when you sneeze and pee, which is a huge bummer. And um, it just happens to vibrate too. So you vibrate, you lay back. But it does, what I love, it does it for you. I still do kegels. Like, I have a kegel camp, my iPhone app, but this one, you just lie and it stimulates them and it changes your life and you have stronger orgasms and you're tighter. People care about this stuff. It matters. And you have a healthy pelvic floor. So go to sexwithemily.com, click on the intensity banner, and for Valentine's Day, use code LOVE2016 for $30 off in intensity. And then also, I have something for you guys to stick your penis into. I have the flashlight. 
If you're looking for a way to mix up your masturbation, let me tell you about the number one sex toy for men. The only one you want, the flashlight. It's a masturbation sleeve you use solo or with a partner that simulates sensations of sex and it looks and feels like the real. Have you seen a flashlight? Yes. All right. Have you used one? No. But the day's young. We should have brought you one. I have one in my trunk. Okay. <laughs> I'll meet you in the garage. I do. Yeah, totally. Oh. You and I. I already felt like he was a buddy, yeah. and now I'm going to give him a flashlight. Dude, that, what that, you guys that trunk do It's so funny trunk. I can't even imagine what's in your oh. trunk. It's. We should do a what's in the trunk, what's yeah. in my trunk, not it's what's in my... Trunk. Because literally, I've got like condoms, I've got this, I've got I a flashlight. I would love for her to get pulled over and searched. When I was you a hustler in Hollywood, not to get distracted. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Lifestyle sends me hundreds. But I was at this, the Hustler event last night. I mm. will get back on track. And two... People there love promescent, which is mm-hmm. premature ejaculation. So they like, do you have any of that? I'm like, I do. And I Madison's like, where are you going? I'm like, I ran to my car. I'm like, here's the promescent. Here's the condom. So I do a flashlight in my car. You're like in New York on Canal we have Street. So many, you yeah, are a doctor. I am. I yeah. Totally. Exactly. Like I can prescribe it. You don't even need a prescription. But there is, um, it's just, you know, the stamina training unit helps you last longer. But you guys have your hands. We've got, I'm sure you've probably played with toys before brian you seem like a, a renaissance to- man i seem like a toy guy yeah, yeah. yeah. and so um, they're super fun but now you can have one too man. and it just feels amazing right you yeah. uh masturbator you, there's the quick shot which is the newest member to their family and uh, it's a little small one helps mm-hmm. with the hand jobs and blow jobs go to sexwithemily.com click on the flashlight banner use code emily and get a free bottle of their award-winning lube how do you feel about lube brian i guess it's necessary it's fun, right? Once you know that it's necessary, it's necessary. But it's not it's necessary. It just, it just makes well, it feel better. Well, it can better. be necessary. It can be necessary. Yes. But it can also just be like a good, like, wow, sex felt great, but ooh, so much better with lube. I'm yeah. just a fan. I just wet and wild. Know. Yeah. I'm wet and wild. <laughs> exactly. She has a vat at her house. I do have a vat. Although you can either go to sexwithemily.com or just go to her garage. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know how I've Get always talked about my garage for years? I've been like, uh-huh. I got so much in my garage, and now it's like carried over into my trunk, into mm-hmm. my office. So I have this new personal assistant, Doreen, and she's German, uh-huh. and she's been helping me um, get organized. So she came over last Sunday, and I just, because I have this garage that's really not a real garage. You don't put your car in it. I just store a lot of toys, a lot of all my life in there. And we did start going through, like, boxes I've had, like, since San Francisco, since the early days. Like, vibrators I've probably gotten, like, not not used. Maybe some. No, most of them were not. They're 2005, 2006, and I was like, here you go, you want some anal e-spray? You know, she's like, what's that? I'm like, oh, that's some um, clitoral gel, and then I'm trying to explain to her what it is and all the old toys, and, and it was sort of sad, but also very cathartic to give it to give it all away to her, and she's like, I never thought that on Tuesday night I'd be getting the anal e-gel, and she got all my, um, <laughs> we cleared it all out, and it felt really good, and there's time for uh, more, but you know what, more toys to come in, but you know what's embarrassing about someone cleaning out your, like, life, in a way? That part mm-hmm. wasn't embarrassing. Mm-hmm. That part was like, oh, I'm glad she went yeah. home with six cock rings, like, She's like, I'll give one to John, like her friends. So I'm like, giving. great. Yeah. The weird Tis part the is season. like the stuff mm-hmm. that you have that sort of, that to me is embarrassing. Like I'm sort of, I really want to be an organized person, but I'm not. And so I spend a lot of time like buying containers that will organize things. So mm-hmm. a lot of my clutter in my garage that we organized, and now it's very neat, was like container, like to hold things, to organize things. Wow. And there was like bags and boxes, <laughs> like, a, like a hoarder, like on that television show. But there was actually nothing there, just things to store so it sounds like some sort of um psychosis maybe are, i don't know are you concerned and we talked to i talked to dr drew about this on our on our show yeah. that the technology has gotten so good that once they absolutely figure out the virtual reality thing that it will really prevent dating oh people uh, won't even date anymore or then they'll be it, it's going to be Those so realistic and so yeah, yeah. close that that i think it's already happening of, it's getting there mm-hmm. and once that you have the point where it's like the put on the helmet and you were with jessica alba yeah. you know 
it's it, it, yeah, absolutely. I think if we've lost the sense, if we've lost the how to communicate with our partners, mm-hmm. and we, if a lot of people are learning about sex through porn, and that's their first, they think it should be like that. And the first time they have sex, they're like, why didn't she squirt on me? Yes, and that's already happening. And then if you can virtually feel like you're actually having sex with someone, yes, we'll all become obsolete. We'll never talk again. We'll live so, alone. You know, we're, like I'm gonna I said, die we, alone. We've been no, to find my body. 78 different cities around the country, and people always say, well, what's the biggest problem in Los Angeles? The biggest problem in Los Angeles is that it's so nice here day to day, the weather and everything is in such a comfortable zone that the only thing that can sort of mess that up is dating for a lot of people. That like, I can drink my wine and watch the sunset and hang out with my dog. Why would I want to get involved in something painful or icky or whatever? The middle of the country where it's snowstorm or whatever, they want the warm body. Here they look at dating a little bit as like, Ew, I don't know if I want to do that. See, this is, I agree with you. I agree that, and I felt, even though San Francisco was freezing, I've always felt that my life is kind of, I kind of want to hang out with my friends today. And is that so, why is that wrong? Like everyone's so concerned why they're saying, I get that it is, that lo- you can have a lot of love in your life, but I do. It, it, it's not it's wrong good. as long as you don't rule out or close off the possibility that that relationship that is out there for you will blow away everything else. Right. And it still exists. I don't want it to blow away. See, but that to me is unrealistic too. Well, they want to eliminate gonna, everything else. It will surpass. See, that's what we're thinking. This yeah. is the problem with the grass is always greener. All the people who are married with kids looking, going, oh, this is all I wanted. And they're looking at your Instagram at, at, in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And then the people get, you know, and then you're thinking, God, you know, maybe that would be nice one day to have a house. Maybe you're thinking that, not you, but some people. But you're saying that the, the marriage is going to come in and blow everything. No, I don't, I don't want that. Marriage I, wanted with to, I, I, think I wanted to make it better, but I'm, it shouldn't be so much work either. Well. You know, some work, but not, should, you know when it, it's over. I, I'm just saying that, you know, if the guy's spending uh, 12 hours every Sunday in, in his fantasy football league, it's because he doesn't have the girl that he wants. And she would trump that every time. I'm not saying he has eliminate his mm-hmm. friends or his activities or his hobbies or whatever, but the healthy. Six hours on fantasy football. Yeah, cut it back. The healthy, you know, you and her or, or, you, or you and him or whatever your sexual orientation is will always be more satisfying when it's good than just about anything else. You know, a lot of the girls are like, oh, it's we're true. friends when forever, BFFs or whatever. You know, that gets tabled a little bit when you're in the happy happy relationship. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm afraid of, too, is, like, eventually those friends are going to run out because they are going to find somebody. They don't leave, though. But some of the friends don't leave. Do you think they all leave? I think they don't necessarily, they don't leave, but you're going to see them less. No, no, I mean, it's happened, but I feel like they're always still there. I think I operate in another planet, and sometimes I should just, uh, (laughs) because I see it all, and like, it's all fine, you know? Okay, what about Valentine's Day? What do you think about Valentine's Day, Brian? Well, that's a good question. I I had a girlfriend once, and uh, I made the argument that, you know, if you do the other 364 days right, Mm -hmm. you don't need Valentine's Day, and she goes, that's a wonderful theory. I need right. Valentine's Day, so shut up. Uh-huh. Uh, Valentine's Day is a celebration of love as yep. much as a relationship. So I think single people can also have huge, there's huge opportunities on Valentine's Day. Right. Because people are out there and, and they want to feel what the, the people, sh- you know, everybody is feeling. That I don't think it's just for couples or celebrating what you are. I think it's a celebration of love and, and whether you have it or you don't or you're looking for it, I think it's a good opportunity. So Absolutely. Go out, go out. on Valentine's you're single, Day. Uh-huh. What's the big deal? Right, go on Valentine's Day. It is Day one of the best friends. times to meet people. Uh, we did a show last year. We did a show here in That's, LA on Valentine's Day. You should. Oh, people got and, late that night then. And, and, for sure. and people were there. You knew everybody there was, was you know, single and, mm-hmm. and was looking to not be single. It was a good opportunity. Do you track how many people, like, do they email you like, yeah. Brian, I came and I met I, the love of my all life. All the time. Either they met him that night that. or they put something to use that they learned at the show. 
again. Like what? Tell me what they look. Like, most of the, give the, an example. the answers, our job, you know, my job at the show is just to raise the questions. The audience provides a lot of the answers. And a lot of what they do is either they, they change their approach. Mostly what the biggest thing that changes is the men learned to be less afraid. And so, you know, if you're not going to approach her, you're not going to get her anyway. Mm. So, so what if she says no? And I also tell people to get rid of the words, not my type. If you're over right. 30 and you're still single, yeah. you have no type. Your yeah. No one not has a type, out. right? right. I, I so agree. Just we, we put up all these barriers. Because you don't know who that person knows. You find out more about yourself sitting across from somebody that, that you wouldn't normally sit across from than just about anything else. And if you're not, you know, you can sort of work your way up to that. Start out by wearing something that you wouldn't normally wear. Then order something off the menu that you wouldn't normally order. So you're kind of retraining your brain to to shift up your your normal, to get out of your comfort zone, and that is the easiest way to start, you know, opening yourself up to opportunities everywhere. Yeah, I, I totally totally agree with you. People, it's the approach. It all comes down to the confidence. So you're teaching men to how to be more confident. Like, are you doing right? The, like men, the great love like, debate. The men need to be confident, and the the women, you know, it, it's a lot harder. The men are open to change if they just need a roadmap. They just need to know that okay. If you do this, you know, you if you jump this high, you can get the cheese. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of men have really lost their, their confidence and they're afraid and men are hurt by a, by a woman a lot longer. You know, women sort of get their heart broken a little bit from the time they're 15 and they, they, they know how to process it and deal with it and all that kind of stuff. One girl can wreck a this guy. This is what Drew and I talk about in love, like, like wreck right now. They but internalize has that always it. Has always been that way? Yeah. Do you feel, we were talking about that. It feels like it's with the porn thing. But also, more than ever, we have guys calling her like, I'm 22 years old. My girlfriend broke up with me three years ago, and I still haven't left my house. And it's like this whole epidemic of guys who can't. Uh, I don't know why. A little bit, the social media thing. And the only pictures. Because you're seeing her in a bikini, yeah. right? Because you're seeing her in a bikini. But the only break. pictures people are posting are the happy ones. Yeah. So you think that yeah, everybody else. me like in bed, like has not having showered on, for three days. You know? I'm so going to do that. You know, so the guy, it takes a lot longer, if ever. The men don't naturally do the work. They don't naturally open up. They don't naturally process this pain. And there's a lot of men out there walk around in pain. And, and so we really have to give them an extra nudge to say that the, the fastest way out of that dark place is to just go, to go through it. it. To go, go through it. it. Go, go through it and then go for it. Go get back on the horse. But how do you think that men typically, if they're not used to going through a lot of these things and repressed things, because like we were talking about doing our work. And I think we say that, but some people don't really know what that means, I think. Like it, it means... Don't be afraid therapy. of therapy. I, be, I started therapy, and I'm a thousand times better right. for it. How many years have you in therapy? Have you been in? Uh, two years. Oh, that's it. That's th- good. This is the very, just the very act of of wanting to go or thinking about it and having questions. So asked. good for you. It's so good for you. When when we started the Great Love Debate tour, I was kind of like, oh, these poor single people. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, I thought I'd like, and then about halfway through, I'm like, I'm just as bad as exactly. everybody. I'm worse. Good. I'm this like, is... these people are me because at least they're being honest about it. <laughs> I was sort of like, like I'm the moderator. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, don't ask me these questions. And you know, you have I love this. you have to own whatever your your dating fate is. A lot of people sometimes come to our shows and they want to hear, especially the women, especially the women in New York, they want to hear this city sucks and all the guys are terrible. <laughs> right. And if you give them something, they want to be validated in their misery because then it's not them. Right. And and if you give them a, a, the a thing like, well, I got a room full of a hundred really good guys right here. That's tough for them to deal with at first. And, it is tough. And you have to shake up their comfort zone. I, I, I love that you do that. I love that you're doing these everywhere. And they're just, you yeah. know, hundreds of people. I'm yes. going to come to the next one. Not necessarily for dating, you know. I'm just going to hate all those assholes because well, I'm say, way above them. Say, but, no, but it is true that what I was going to say is about having therapy is that that's, you know, probably for 15 years. I, I don't think you're ever really done. 10, 10 years straight? 
I'm on it, you know, 10 yeah. years I went, and then five years on it. I just think you always go back for different things. The point is, though, with men, when you talk about them, like just telling them what to do, like this is what you have to do to get to here, mm -hmm. do you think that a lot of that is a woman's responsibility, like in a relationship? They're like, I'm training him, I'm training him. What do you I, think about that? I think that? we should be trained, and I think that you, if more you, so than women. Yeah, because you you guys, we're pretty simple in what we need. Everyone to be says happy. that, but why? It's is true. It, okay. All we know is what made the last girl happy, and we probably found that out six That's months true. too late. I would uh -huh. say that sexually. If right. you tell us, here, a lot of women I say, what do you need to be happy? And the list of what makes them unhappy is right here. It is ready to go. And the happy list is not nearly as clear. But if you say early on in a positive, reinforcing fashion, even if you're on a first date and you're like, uh, um, and the woman's like, so what do you like to do? And the guy's like, I like to go fishing. Rather than going, ugh, you say, I bet there's so many more things that we can do that are more fun than fishing. And right. then suddenly you're it's giving funny, you're right. giving him a glimpse of the possibility. The sex thing too, a lot of times the guy needs sex very early in the relationship just to understand that you might like him. Mm -hmm. That's what he gets back. Right. If, if you said, listen, it might take me a long time to get comfortable with sex, but when I am, I'll blow your mind. He's That's gonna, all he needs. Exactly. He will stay forever. It's a road, it's a positive, well-lit roadmap to success. And if you give him that we can all be trained. And it's teaching those tools, though, because I think women, too, I and I'm from the sex side, they do not know. They might not even know what they really want, but they certainly don't know how to ask for it in bed. Like, they don't even, because I'm always saying, like, well, ask them, what's your fantasy? I don't fantasize. I don't think about it. I don't right. masturbate. It's like you got to put in the time of figuring it out. Because if just, you don't know, there's no way we're going to know. Exactly. You know, and uh, so it, that's a little, that's doing the homework, too, is what do I like, what do I need, and how do I communicate it in a positive way? fashion that the other person will look at it as like fun and sporting and all that kind of stuff versus you're not doing the right thing right you know? and it's practice too because i think you know our greatest fear all of our is that we won't be loved that we're going to be rejected by somebody and so then the more we actually are our authentic real selves with someone and it's okay you know nothing happened they actually liked us more than you realize you know practice. the whole dating experience I, I i like to the analogy i like to use is ping pong and so the first serve is high and then you hit it back. And then you keep you want to keep it going as long as possible without smashing it out of bounds or, or hitting it into the net. The more you can keep this thing going till you get into a rhythm, whether it's sexually or communication or just a comfort zone, the better. And so you kind of go at the pace. People don't realize how nervous both parties are on the first date. You know, so especially I know. the men. What are your first date tips? A lot of times people are like... Uh, he just talked about himself the whole time with a narcissist. And I'm like, he probably did because he was nervous That's right. and he babbled. Eight million times. I'm like, give him a second <laughs> chance. He was nervous. Okay, next he problem. spilled something flammable on you, yeah, give him yeah. a second chance. And, right. And, and ask, he didn't try to ask questions after. that are interesting but aren't judgmental. Don't ask things like, what is your dream vacation? Because he's going to try and be like, oh, what is she going to think is interesting? Right. If you ask a question like, have you ever ziplined? Well, that's sort of yes or no. And and he could, you know, make a comment on it. Give people, you know, questions that are sort of finding out a little bit about them. You know, you don't want to ask like, how much do you weigh? But you want to ask questions that that people feel comfortable answering and build up to the stuff you really want. Right. And don't be so judgmental about people right away and writing them off. No. But then also but there's a fine line between knowing like my gut says this well, I also think, though, I think if you're over... I'm cutting the time in half that I date people, though, now. Yeah. That's our thing. You know, if you're over 40 as a man or maybe over 35 mm -hmm. as a woman, I don't think, if you've never been married, 
I don't think you can dismiss that like it's not an important subject. You can't be like, I was busy or I just haven't met the right person yet. You have to have an answer to that that takes ownership of wherever you are in your relationship. An answer to why you're not in a relationship? Or if you've never been married or what's your longest relationship. Uh, if you, if you, so you, boring. You, I, First three questions of every date I go on. Because it, because. <laughs> have you ever married? No. Have you ever lived with anyone? No. What's your longest to, oh. Right. You know, like that is <laughs> a red flag. Can I just flag. like give him, text him ahead and be like, before you ask me. Well, what's your, an, I asked you this on our show and your answer's kind of wishy-washy. What? What did you say? Oh, so wishy-washy. You were like, I just, it wasn't important to me or something. It wasn't. It's true, though. I never prioritized. That was not my, it didn't seem interesting to me at the time. I had a lot going on. At the time. So if that is. But now it does. Right. So you're going to have to really define why now it does. Um, Because. I think that I've worked out a lot of things that maybe were prohibiting me from. Um, exactly. Yeah. And they want, that's all they want to hear because even yeah, if they're I not. I fill a, in the blanks. Right. Their friends <laughs> and their family are yapping in their ear like, yeah. what, aren't you what? worried? She's never, never right. Yeah. Oh my and God, all the time. The or they Google, just Google me. And, and then. They're, and, they're, oh, you're screwed. I saw the girl you're dating. It's anal sex month on our website. <laughs> right. You really want I'm to go sure down that, this road, honey? You know, uh-huh. there's uh, that's challenges, you know, but yeah. your mom's okay with it. Totally. Yeah, yeah. No, my mom's cool. That's all you have to say is my mom's okay with it. Yeah, my mom's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my mom loves it. Rules. Yeah. So there's that. Um, I was going to have you uh, help us answer an email. Sure. Ooh. Fun the people. I love email it. Email us. Were you, you, you going to say something? You looked like you were um, excited. Um, no, just that. Uh, you even slapped Oh, no, we were going to talk about, we were talking about your mom. I was saying, I was about to say she kind of destroyed you with that one comment right. that we've talked about for like 10 years. But yeah, yeah. But that, you might want to tell him. Well, him yeah. Know. You, fo- you is, might find this interesting. Yeah. This would, like, <laughs> You're right. I see this is, I probably don't fill in the blanks though. We did a reality show uh-huh. uh, on Bravo called Misadvised. Oh, I know. I know oh, the others. It? Oh, okay. I know Amy did, and I know Julia. Oh, okay. Did we talk about this? No, but I... Okay. Julia uh, did our show in San Francisco. She's the one I always bring her up who has 67 things on her checklist of what she's yeah. looking for in a man. Yeah. That explains a lot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have any list. I don't want any man. Yeah. So did the three of us, then you, did you see it or you... It I've matter. seen it and I know. Whatever. I don't I care if it. it's okay. scary to watch it. Like people, three people watch yeah. it. But mm-hmm. no, yeah, people watch it. The point is, my through line through it was that my mother told me never to I was like 12 and my parents were getting divorced she was getting divorced for the second time and she looked at me I was like 12 year old girl and she's like Emily never ever rely on a man is what I heard or anyone Mm -hmm. or a man to take care of you you will always be taking care of yourself so I internalized that as wow okay so I'm always going to be working mm-hmm. and I better love what I do because that's going to be really important because no one's going to take care of me and and I date and I would date but I was like until I get to this point in my life and my career which is the same as saying once I get mm-hmm. the car everything I'll be happier once I get money but I really believe I needed that security and I needed to be able to take care of myself and that's why I couldn't if anyone got in the way, like you work too much, but like, I you believe, talk too much. You know? I hear that a lot. Like we know you can buy your own stuff, and we know you can fix your own stuff, or whatever. After six p.m., turn back into a girl. Yeah, no, okay? and I'm like and that. Let now. him I'm be a boy. Of... And a lot of women have trouble taking that. No, persona I'm girly though. See, I'm not like a masculine. I'm always like, and yeah. I was always a damn like well, I was running family. my own business, but I was always like. But can you do my website? How many guys help us with like? I'm like, Jeez. but can you edit this video? Like yeah. they're Don't, all working. Asking for, me. for help does not show weakness. No, it wasn't weak, but I'm saying I was vulnerable. Vulnerable. I was uh, not like a, I'm not a hard ass bitch. Like I'm not like a, I got my own. Because I did yeah. I would say the most confident man in the world in the room is usually the most vulnerable, and that you know to embrace your greatest weaknesses as a man or a woman that is a really strong thing to do. And you know letting 
strangers, for the most part, get a little bit of glimpse of your vulnerability is, a, is a something that goes a long way. And I think way. that that's another thing that I have been working on a lot in thinking about is that I, I, I while I'm vulnerable, I feel like I, I am I, even more so I realize the virtues of it and how important it is and how much you've lost. You it. have to work harder sexually early on because they're probably intimidated by sex with Emily. Yeah. So you have to let them know that whatever they're doing it's or fine. not doing is fine. Right away. I yeah. can be like, your penis is fine. Oh my God, that was great. Right. And I mean, clap. you know, a little bit you I'll have Instagram, to almost say like, like my happy sex with after. Emily's a character. Even if it's not, you sort of have to I know. have yeah. two personalities. That's been hard too. Because <laughs> guys I date, they're like, oh, I don't listen. And they listen. They're like, and I'm like, totally no. Listen. And they're like, you didn't talk mm-hmm. about our, your brain. Like, okay. I get that. If, I, if I'm on a date, they're like, do you really want to know that? Or is it research? I'm like, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. But I don't use their names. Yeah. Oh. That's cool, right? Do we have time for the email? I think we have to. You're awesome. I almost, I love yeah. having you here. I think we don't even have time, but you've you've helped so much, Brian. You've helped our well, people, helped our what listeners. The email was. What'd you say? I'm curious what the email well, was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is a quick, quick, quick one. It's a real quick one. Okay, so this one is about. Um, I'm gonna do the the second one here. How to ask a girl out? Dear Emily, I see this girl quite often that works at a coffee shop. We hit it off with conversations uh, that went really well, and I want to ask her out. I'm afraid that she may be in a relationship, but what's the safest or coolest way to go about it? Hi, would you like to go out? If she's in a relationship, yeah. you're not losing anything anyway. On the women's side, though, real quick, here's the way you make it easier, that whole first encounter. Uh, you know, it, the guy says, can I have your number? And it's yes or no. Would you like to go out? Yes or no. And then a lot of times it dies right there because it's on the man to interpret, oh my God, what does right. she have to, I have to be? I have to think of what to do. So if you say, would you like to go out sometime? Yeah, you want to do dinner? And he'll say, sure, because he thinks of dinner. And she's like, there's a new place I wanted to try. You're just feeding him information that he can grab at. And so you're not asking right. him out. You're not. So the more the planning of the date, especially in LA, God knows what everybody eats or doesn't eat or whatever. It's really, really challenging. The more... The more information you can give him while he's asking you these things, the more likely it is going to be to work out. To his question, though, if she's in a relationship, then she's going to tell you. So you're not going to go up and say, are you in a relationship because I'd like to take you out? I'd like to take you out. If she says she's in a relationship, well, maybe she'll put file it away for later. Right. But don't obsess about it. Just let her wait three weeks till we tell you. Just do it in the moment. That's what we have to learn. Just guys, in the moment. You have nothing to lose. Yeah. The old, uh, you you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take that exactly thing, you know? no it is true that's a good one and because a lot of it is based on fear we, we psych ourselves out of so many things right um she'll be flattered she won't be mad totally. yeah. like she's she's giving yeah exactly. yeah i think so i think that we make excuses why people won't work out in our lives okay so uh brian great love debate mm-hmm. uh great love debate.com at great love debate on twitter mm-hmm. and instagram, instagram. And, you, and do you have a personal uh, the great love debate is facebook the page okay. sorry but or at brian howie everywhere Brian uh, Howie. Twitter, um, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Okay, great. We'll have this all on our site. And um, I want to come debate. Love. Come debate. I would love We'd it. We'd love to have you back on the Great Love Debate podcast anytime. Oh, it was really fun. You can sit I, here, I sit there. I I'm know. We'll switch back. Quid pro podcast is I love what I it. say. I love it. Okay, well, thank you very much. Um, thank you, everyone. Menace, anything else that we need to know about um, your life? Just Menace on Instagram and Twitter. That's it. Okay, perfect. And, yeah, uh, nothing crazy. That's nothing good. Crazy. You got Menace, huh? <laughs> yeah, across yeah. the board. Good for you. And I'm sexually. So, uh, advantages of uh, and then when Snapchat, we, San Francisco. We, we have to do Snapchat. Yeah, no, all about it. We're doing it now. Okay, I love you all. Thanks so much for listening. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. So you like talking about sex? Of course you do, since you're listening to my show. Well, so does comedian Nikki Glaser, like a lot. 
On Comedy Central's new show, Not Safe with Nikki Glaser, the self-proclaimed curious perv is going to explore it all. The good, the bad, and the uncomfortable. Getting people to share things about their sex lives that they never thought they would. From footlickers to road handies, <laughs> Nikki's got you covered. Because everyone's got a thing. Might be a road handy. Handjob. You get it. Tune into Not Safe with Nikki Glaser Tuesdays at 10.30, 9.30 Central. And on the Comedy Central app. She likes it when you watch.